You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 167. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I will be your coach and your guide to help you end that emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. This is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, which is the main focus of all the work I do. Right here is where coaching meets psychology and psychology meets brain science. And this is where your problem ends. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. I want to remind you that this episode, as always, of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. You've heard me talk about the Freedom Group periodically. It's a monthly membership for smart women just like you who are finally ready to stop overeating from stress and from habit, and they're ready to learn how to make more space for happiness in their life. Now, if you're listening to me in real time, the Freedom Group is opening very soon, so be sure to get on the wait list. There's a link in the show notes, or you can go to weightlossmadereal.com forward slash group, and that's where you can work with me and resolve this whole issue once and for all. Today, we're going to hear a conversation between me and Fran. Fran is a former Freedom Group member. She graduated from the Freedom Group after working through all four levels in the group. I want you to listen to Fran's story. Although she didn't have a lot of weight to lose, maybe about 20 pounds, she went through a long period of time in eating drama. Think about that. And thinking about food and her weight took up a lot of brain space. Fran's thoughts about her weight put her in a constant struggle with herself. And this interview will tell you how she got out of that struggle. She tried all the diets you've ever heard of, including some methods that might make you laugh or might make you cringe if you tried them yourself. After losing her dear husband, she started dieting to control what she could in her life and felt bad and felt uncomfortable. She was using food to feel better, which is something that most most of us who eat emotionally do, right? She was in a pattern of feeling very emotional, overeating, and then restricting her eating so that she never got above a certain weight, but she always carried around that drama. And this was really an exhausting cycle. I'm sure you can relate to that. Her journey with me and the group led her to learn how to take care of herself emotionally and physically and get out of that habit of going to strict diets that ruled her life to now to a much more relaxed way of eating and finding peace. I know that what's possible for Fran is possible for everyone. So listen to her story and ask yourself if you're still doing some of the things she used to do. And if you'd like to leave these habits in the past, that's what I can help you with. So welcome, everyone, and welcome, Fran. I want to introduce you to Fran, who I told you a little bit about in the introduction, and she's here with us today to share her experiences dealing with weight and eating issues and everything she's been through related to that in the past and where she is today and what her experience was in the Freedom Group. So welcome, Fran. Hi, Cookie. So I know you, but our listeners don't. So could you tell me just a little bit about 
yourself and your history related to dieting and eating? Well, um, probably my experience of dieting goes back to my late teens, most, most of my life at some level. Um, I would, I've never been really overweight. Um, probably the most weight I gained was after the birth of my children, and I kept that on for, um, for a number of years. But I always thought of myself as somebody who needed to be on a diet, and I did the usual things people did, the grapefruit diet, the cabbage soup, and probably in my late teens, early 20s, I um, I did quite well with uh, cigarettes and coffee. Um, not nothing nothing I would really recommend. And managed to keep my weight at a at a reasonable level. If I look at pictures of myself back then, I realise that I wasn't fat, but I thought of myself as uh, as um, having weight to lose. And I didn't seriously have weight to lose until after my um, after I'd had two children, and it took me a while to um, to attack it. And I did attack it via Weight Watchers, and actually did quite well. I had was coming up to my fiftieth birthday, and I decided that I needed to lose the weight, and I wanted to run a half marathon, and I lost about twenty pounds, which is what I had really had to lose right. ran my half marathon and it um it was it was uh it, you know i was a was in weight watchers um for for quite a while and then i decided i needed to just sort of let that go and i but i managed to hold on and let me jump in for a moment if you don't mind so you didn't have a tremendous amount of weight to lose and most of it came from after giving birth and you know, still having those extra pounds hang on. But yes. I know from what you've told me that even though the numbers were not 50 or 60 or 100 pounds, that you still thought of yourself as overweight and it still felt like a struggle. Is that it was, accurate? Yes. It, I've always felt it was a struggle. And it was sometimes I did better dealing with the struggle than other times. And the last... Uh, then finally, the struggle got really badly when um, in 2017, my husband died suddenly. And I found, I found myself in not a great emotional state, obviously. And one of the areas I thought I might have control over, because obviously I didn't have control over life or death, was in eating. And I started, I started really eating in a, in a very restricted way. And then I would have bouts of overeating, the occasional binge, and just, um, and just a, a feeling. And I felt really so bad about myself. And I just couldn't quite get to grips with it all. Right. Um, it, 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 took a, it took a while and it was getting worse and worse. And I think struggle is the, the word I would use for the whole experience. Yes. And when, you know, you went through this tremendous emotional life-altering event, right? Losing somebody, the probably one of the closest people in your life to you, and it yes. left you in a pretty bad emotional place. 
And is it fair to say that you were trying your best to feel better and you used food to feel better? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, you know, there were, you know, some very long evenings with, you know, me and a bowl of something, watching television, watching Netflix, what just, uh, you know, just comforting myself. And then I would, uh, you know, then I would really try and restrict things. And it was, um, yeah, it was just, you know, bouncing from one thing to another. And I didn't really put on weight with it because, because I was always a bit controlled about it. Or as one of my friends said, you're too vain to put on too much weight. And in a, and in a way, she was right. I mean, I, I managed to sort of keep things down. Yes, to con- but it, kind of contain what you had done, right? Yes, but of course, I mean, just the the emotional toll that takes and the struggle, and it, it was just exhausting. It was just, I, I couldn't, um, I wasn't really thinking about much else. I had, I had to work. Um, I had to deal with various, uh, various uh, family things, but this was taking up a lot of my time and energy and emotional space. Absolutely. When you were doing that, and you know, you were doing your best to cope with a really difficult situation, you weren't trying to sabotage yourself, you were trying to feel better, but obvious, and then you kind of contained it, so your weight never got out of control. But it sounds like the habit itself of overeating and then restricting is what caused you a lot of pain. Yes. Very much, very much so, and I, it was it was a really difficult time, and I I think I'm not sure I really understood how difficult it was until I look back at it now, because there is a point where that just seems normal. It, but it was a really they, they were very hard times. They were very hard times. I'm sure. So in the past, you mentioned, you know, at an earlier time of life, when you were trying to lose the baby weight years ago, you did do all kinds of diets, you did Weight Watchers. So what was different now? Did you try those things before you came to me and found the Freedom Group? No, I had done, I had done Weight Watchers. Um, But uh, gradually, as I started learning bit more about uh, nutrition, I started uh, looking at the kind of foods that, as you would say, love me. And so I started working on that. But because of my um, emotional state I was in, everything I did turned into a strict program. So I, you know, I decided I'm going paleo. And then I'll go keto and I'll do this and I'll be measuring macros and all of this stuff. And I'm quite good at that. I I mean, I can do all of that stuff, but it was just getting to a point where it was tyranny. It it was tyranny and and then every now and then it would all fall apart and I would uh, be back with uh, Netflix and a bowl of something. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, you know, what is the problem here? I'm an intelligent woman. I know that you have a business, you run your life, you have family, you have all different parts of your world that you're good at. How did it feel and what did you think that this was the puzzle piece that you had trouble finding? Absolutely. And that, I, I, and that is always so puzzling. Yes. I mean, how, you know, how, how you can manage all of these things, you know, lots of moving parts, but then just this, 
um, personal project seems to be a little, just a little bit beyond reach. Yes, and, uh, I love that you're calling it that because I like to think of it that way too. It's a personal project. It's Project You that we don't usually learn how to give our focus to, our attention to, certainly not our time to. We give it to everything else, but we don't literally sit down and say, hmm, what would I like to be different in my life? We just automatically go to a diet. Yes. So did you ever think, okay, this is just where I am. I'm just going to accept it. I'm in this struggle. I'm either eating everything with Netflix or I'm restricting a lot. Maybe this is just the way it's meant to be. Did you ever think about just making peace with staying that way? On and off, I did, but but it didn't seem to be um, very sustainable. I didn't think that that was really something... Um, I wanted to do as as I you know was heading into my late sixties. That seemed a, seemed like a miserable way of going into uh, old age, and uh, I wanted to stop that. So um, you were determined, you know, when when you found us, you were you're smart, and you were determined that you were going to find a way. That's the impression I had of you when we started working together in the group. Yes. I had initially gone to see a, a counsellor. I'd gone to see a therapist to deal with some of my issues. And, but I realised that the one that was still, was still a problem for me was around food and control and some of those things. And I realised that that therapist was not going to be able to deal with that sort of thing. So I was actively looking for something. Well, I was looking for your cookie. What can I say? I was, look, I was looking for this programme. Well, I am glad that your compass pointed you in the right direction because, um, you know, it's a big world out there and the internet is huge. And I always feel like when members like you find me, it was meant to be. So I am very, very glad. And my listeners don't know this, but I am watching Fran right now on video as we talk and I could see her beautiful face. And um, I'm just really very touched and thrilled that you did find us. So was it a hard, given your history and that, you know, this was a long-term struggle, was it hard to take the leap and try something else? Actually, no. I really, this time last year, I was actively looking for something. Um, And so, you know, I was looking on the internet, wasn't really finding anything. And actually, my daughter, who had had some issues at some point with some binge eating, had had pointed me to Catherine Hansen and that uh, you you were part of the... uh, the early podcast that she that she did. And I realized as I was listening to the podcast that my issues weren't really a, around binge eating. They were around emotional eating, even if I did have the occasional binge. And that was not the issue for me. So luckily, you know, sometimes when you're looking for something, the right thing, somebody will point out the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Thanks to my daughter, she she got me pointed in the right direction, which was great. So, what was different in your to your perception of the Freedom Group? What was different than the other things that you had tried when you struggled? In some ways, it was about almost uh, initially. I had to, I did I did all of the um, I listened to podcasts. I did the lessons, and I realized I had to just 
relinquish some of my controlling behavior. I needed some time to listen and to do the work and to learn more about myself and my relationship with food. And once I did that, it took it took a while to just um, to figure it out. And I did that with your help and and the help with the uh, Facebook, the Facebook group, which were a terrific support. And it was it was a place I could take problems, plus the uh, the almost weekly meetings that we had, uh, conference meetings, which were terrific. And so gradually, I began to learn to separate the emotional eating and the emotions. And so, yes, I might feel miserable, but I don't really need to eat. That wasn't going to help me. And at some point, that feeling started to just seep in. Not all at once, but bit by bit. Yes, it's definitely a process. And one of the things required, because I don't want to kid anybody about this, and you demonstrated it, is that it's not an overnight fix. Like you can choose any one of those diets that you talked about. And back in the old days, when I was 17 or 25, I could follow a plan and in one week I could lose five pounds. And that changed a lot as I got older, like you, I'm sure. Yes. Also, changing from the way that you think on that level, then the way you feel and then the way you eat, it is an inside out job. So it's not fast. And I know that one of the things about you, Fran, is that you were committed to yourself and you stuck with it. And I I admire that so much because look at the results it gave you. Yes. Well, it, I, I feel that uh, once I decide to commit myself to something that I believe will be helpful for me, I'm all in. And even, and that includes the times when I just, you know, fell quite badly. I'd have a few terrible days and then I would get back on it. And there were things that I learned about, you know, boxing things in, drawing a line under something and moving on. And there's no way you can reach this point without having some probably epic fails. I mean, in reality, it's not a straight line um, from being one person to being another person. And uh, it's, it's, there's, there's ups and downs. And, and you really, the whole process and the mindset of sticking with it and coming back from those epic fails, as you call them, it's, <laughs> part, it's part of the process, right? I it's mean, it. think about anything else that you've learned in your life that was new to you. It's not like turning on a light switch where you just get it intellectually and then voila, you're changed. So good for you for allowing yourself the luxury of failing and not giving up. That's, that was a big deal. Well, that's, I mean, that's very much part of the work with the Freedom Group. I mean, it was the whole idea of what was the expression, falling up and failing forward, right? What is it? Failing, failing forward, failing forward. And it was realizing that, you know, this, this was part of the process and not feeling real self-content when these things would happen. And it's, it was a gradual process. I mean, this, I'm, I'm about a year away from when I started thinking about this and probably a bit less time from when I joined the Freedom Group, but it did gradually get a bit easier. 
<laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yes. And I, I think I like to think of it as you're still you, but you become a new version of you. Yes. When we got on the phone today, um, you said something interesting that you've come to a point where you just don't really think about it much anymore. And that's what I love. Can you explain a little bit of what you mean about that? Well, one of the one of the things I I did I did the work. I mean, I did a lot of work. I listened to a lot of podcasts. I feel filled in a lot of, of questionnaires and wrote notes and, and, you know, did a lot of the work. And now I listen to the podcasts sometimes, not every day, but I listen to, to that. And it just, what can I say? I just don't really feel the struggle now. And yes, I don't. I mean, there, you know, there are, that's today. I mean, there are some days it's a little bit more challenging, but most days it doesn't really even register somehow. Right. It's just how you live now. It is. It is. And one of the things I, one of the really important things I learned um, in this process, um, I don't know if you remember, was the whole thing of eating uh, in a way that's less than perfect, and it was moving myself from the from the desire to be an A student to a good B student, and that was one of the things which I, which changed everything. I mean, knowing that yes, I mostly eat well, but if I have a croissant <laughs> or a piece of cake, it's not going to. It's okay. I can do that, and. Uh, it just, um, it was incredibly liberating for me and it changed everything. I love to hear that, Fran. So it feels very different for you now. It sounds like you feel, as you just said, liberated, free. Do you have any advice for the people that are listening who don't believe that they can do it? Because that's like the biggest hurdle to overcome, right? Somebody could have all the answers for them, but if they don't believe that they can do it, then it's hard for them to take a leap and make a decision for themselves to try anything at all. I, I agree that it, it is difficult. And I know, I mean, I know from being on various uh, Facebook groups that there are people who've had tremendous struggles and it is very hard. But I feel that to make a commitment, and I, I think making a commitment to the Freedom Group where I paid, I showed up, I tried to uh, get, you know, I tried to attend to as many meetings as I could. I checked in, checked in with the group. I listened to podcasts. I did the work. I really believe that if you do this and you stick with it, even if you fail or have multiple problems, get back on track and do it, it will be successful. And I think uh, for some people, it may take longer. And, you know, things take as long as they need to take. And uh, it's, it's worth doing this and sticking with it. And there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people who've been really successful with this. And I think being aware that, uh, that people, other people have been successful means that you can as well. You know, we're not, you know, we're not on a different planet. We're all just <laughs> people. And, you know, we all struggle and we can get through this. 
Yes. And what I like to tell people who don't believe in themselves is that in the beginning, until they develop that evidence that they can really change, that they can borrow my belief in them. And what you just said, the logic of if anyone can do this, we all can. And to borrow the belief of the supportive group members who were there saying, hey, we're all doing this. We're all making changes from the inside. Yes. Yeah, I'm just so happy that you're doing so well. And I truly appreciate you sharing your insights and your perspective and your experience with other people who think that they're the exception, that they're different and, you know, nothing's going to work for them. I think it's so important for them to hear a variety of different people saying, hey, this can work for, if this worked for me, this can work for you. So thank you, Fran. Thank you, Cookie. Thank you so much for joining me here today. And thank you to Fran for sharing her inspiring story. Here's what I want you to stay focused on this week. This thought, if anyone can do this, I can too. And I mean you. If anyone can change lifelong habits, you can too. Remember, if you'd like help from me to end your emotional eating, the place to get that is the Freedom Group. I want you to grab your spot on the wait list in the show notes so I can see you very soon in the group. And that's where we can take what we talk about here and personalize it for you on a much deeper level. I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and that habitual overeating step by step until they both become something you used to do. We both know that that is your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.